It was a life-changing experience. I was sucked into three MLMs before this, but after reading this, bam, it was like I, I understood everything completely. I got I got rid of all of my connection to these pyramid schemes. Um, I started my life anew. I became a very uh, religious man. I involved myself in Buddhism, and now I'm on the path to enlightenment. So I, I, I all thanks to David Lubar. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Money Makes Sense podcast, where you guessed it, we make money make sense. My name is Nicholas. My name is Samuel, and thank you for joining us on the sixth episode of the Money Makes Sense podcast, where we're going to be discussing pyramid schemes. So we're going to start off this episode in a bit of a different way than we usually do, by reading a story, and this time it's written by a children's book author, David Lubar. This is the story of the Pyramid Man. There came to the village of Meander a man dressed as a merchant. He wore not the poor clothes of a tinker or peddler, but the rich garb of one who sold silk or silver. But he bore no such common wares. The merchant, who spoke not a word, strode through the town holding aloft a small pyramid of painted wood. Each triangular side was a different color. What's that? a boy asked. The merchant smiled and held his hand a bit higher, as if the sight of the item itself were a sufficient answer, but still didn't speak. The boy followed the merchant. Another boy and a girl joined the procession along with several adults. Soon, all who saw were following, for there was little enough to break the tedium of the day, and this stranger was obviously no ordinary traveler. What is it? one man asked. What does it do? asked another. But the merchant responded to none of these questions. Holding the pyramid at chest level in his open palm, he continued to walk at the same steady pace. The people followed. Eventually, after circling the village, he reached his wagon where he left it, near the edge of a cow pasture. There, standing on a tree stump, he spoke. Good villagers, I bring you an amazing offer. He pointed to the burlap sacks piled in a rough pyramid of their own in the back of his wagon. Each sack holds 100 of these wonderful items. For you good people, since you strike me as honest and hard-working, I will sell a whole sack for the small price of two silver coins. But what will we want with them? An elder from the village asked. Don't you see, the merchant said, as I am selling them to you, you may sell them to others. Listen carefully, for here is the beauty of it all. You may charge more than you paid and thus make a handsome profit. Sell a sack for three silver coins, and you'll earn a coin for every sack you sell. Or sell half a sack for two coins, and make an even larger profit. But why would anyone buy pyramids from us? a man asked. So that they may then also sell them to others, the merchant said. Fear not of getting all you need. When you have sold as many pyramids as you can carry, return to me, and I will provide more. 
we can all be rich as kings. Every one of us will gain great wealth. He paused. In the silence, one could hear the idea take hold as man after man and woman after woman imagined a road to riches contained in the sacks piled upon the wagon. The villagers bought every sack the merchant had in his wagon and soon scattered to the four corners of the land. And these sacks they did sell to others who did sell them to still others. The merchant grew rich as a king. Those who bought as pyramids and sold them to others grew rich as princes, and those who bought from them and sold to still others grew rich as dukes, and those who bought from them grew slightly richer. But those who bought next soon found that every man in the land was also selling pyramids. There were no buyers left. Those who had come late to this wonderful plan went to see the merchant and complained, dragging their full sacks and hoping for the money back. But the merchant, who had already become the richest of one of all, had already sailed towards other lands far away across the sea, where he could sell again pyramids to the greedy and the foolish. That's a great story, Nicholas. Thanks for sharing this with us. So, I'm guessing that you read this when you were much younger initially. So, when did you first read this again? Um, I think I had to have read it in grade three, and let me tell you, it was a life-changing experience. I was sucked into three MLMs before this, but after reading this, bam! It was like I I understood everything completely. I got I got rid of all of my connection to these pyramid schemes.、Um, I started my life anew. I became a very a religious man. I involved myself in Buddhism, and now I'm on the path to enlightenment. So I I, I all thanks to David Lubar. Thanks to David Lubar. If it wasn't for David Lubar, I would never know about your excellent journey here, and also. But your journey to enlightenment as well—that's amazing. So let's talk about how people get sucked into these MLMs, as you first mentioned. But, but first, like, what is MLM, right? I mean, I think clearly we kind of heard it from this story where you have one person at the top selling pyramids to people, and those people are selling pyramids to more people, and those people are selling more and more from the people above them, right? And it all works in a way that the person who first started and joined first is making. A lot of money, but as you go lower and lower along the layers, you're making less and less money until everything has dried up. No one is either willing to basically buy your product or spend money or even join your、um, like even be recruited, right? Yeah,、uh, I mean that's exactly what it means. Pyramid scheme and、uh, multi-level marketing scheme they can be basically interchanged because multi-level marketing schemes are basically the same thing. They have multiple levels, as you mentioned. And they're both just eventually unsustainable for the same reasons you mentioned. Because there's never going to be enough people. You're going to hit a cap, and there's going to be no one left to sell to. Therefore, the people at the end they're just getting the short end of the stick and basically getting scammed. So it's important to not find yourself sucked into these scenarios. And these people usually prey on people that are, for instance, younger or less knowledgeable about these factors. Which is why we found it important to educate our listeners、uh, about this topic. Yeah, speaking of an, a younger like customer base or people who join these、um, pyramid schemes or MLMs, it's typically people, as you said, without too much like financial knowledge or education, but also those people seeking to like make a quick buck, right? Because these MLMs and these pyramid schemes are so aggressively marketed in the way that、um, they kind of sell the idea that oh, as long as you work hard and you have the talent, 
oh, everyone can make it big. Everyone can become a millionaire as long as you sign up, pay this membership fee, or like, um, like buy into some of our products first, and then from there they sell the idea that everyone can be a millionaire. But when everyone in these MLMs and pyramid schemes, there's like millions of them. How can how can this possibly be the case, right? I don't think it's very reasonable from first glance. But the way they market it. Um, they appeal to your emotions and make it seem like it's a feasible way to make money. Yeah, they really abuse these people saying that it's like, yo, if you don't succeed, it's not because of the system. It's just you. But that's really not the case. It's really the system is just pitted against you. Because even if you succeed, all your money is just going up to the further layers and not to you, right? This is just really a big scam. And most of these cases, you're not actually just selling the product. You're selling the product to other people that will sell the product. So this just really perpetuates the cycle. As we can see from the story of the Pyramid Man, right? First, there's this elder in the village who's asking, what's the point of this? But the merchant is saying he's encouraging these people to sell more of this product, even though, for instance, this elder knows that there's no point in them. So it's really just taking advantage of the fact that people are less knowledgeable about this fact and then when you buy into this, you're just perpetuating this more and more. So we just said is like those pyramids that they're selling, um, there's really no like functionality to them, right? It's just like painted piece of wood, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they don't really have any purpose. But I think uh, more recently, these companies, in order to avoid like getting sued, having their CEOs get thrown into prison for like 150 years, um, they're coming up with more and more crafty ways. So, uh, um, Typically, pyramid schemes used to be, okay, you, if you want to join, you must pay a recruitment fee, and people who you recruit will then give you a recruitment fee. But of course, you would have to pay a percentage of that to the people who joined above you, who were who uh, into the company before you, so above you in that rung. But more recently, these MLMs are more crafty. You can think of the essential oil moms who say, oh, you can just uh, sell these essential oils and then whatever you sell or whatever the people in your team sell you would get a slice of those profits but what they don't realize is this is just a modernized version of the ex same old pyramid scheme that we heard in the story yeah exactly uh recently these mlms and pyramid schemes are taking advantage of social media they're infiltrating these circles of facebook groups for instance like you talked about these uh, anti-vaxxers or for instance these people selling shungite, as you guys may have heard from <laughs> Dr. Disrespect stream. And these social media influencers are also spreading this more and more, which just means that we have to be more aware of where we're spending our money and where we're putting it so that we don't get scammed in this manner. Yeah, so the question kind of is, how do we spot an MLM? They are getting, getting craftier with every day and they're trying to hop around these legal hurdles and try to, as well as market it in a way that um, makes it seem legitimate. And I think an advice that's generally shared around these MLM schemes to um, basically just alert yourself to one is that if a company has to defend itself and say that it's not a pyramid scheme, it's pretty likely that it is a pyramid scheme, right? Exactly. It's really important to just pay attention to the wording they're using, see if they're actually backing up all of their claims. It's also important just to use common sense, right? People are going to try and sell you, hey, this is a get rich quick, immediately guaranteed, like make a million dollars in an hour or something. Like just use common sense. Know that that's technically not possible. And it's very obvious that these people are just trying to scam you. 
Nowadays, in the days of the internet, it's easy for people to scam, but it's also easy to spot this. I recommend going to search up these companies on the Better Business Bureau to see whether they have a good reputation, also to see whether they're scamming. Yeah, so these are some of the typical ways that we can avoid getting sucked into them. But as we mentioned, these companies are very, very predatory and they market extremely aggressively to the point where if you're not basically uh, using your common sense, which really is not that common, or if you're not using your attention wisely, you're not paying attention to them, um, people might get sucked up. So if you are sucked up within this thing, how can you like get out, right? People have found themselves buried under mountains of debt, debt because... Um, they spent like their life savings on some company's inventory, hoping that they can sell it for a small profit to other people, which in often cases is their close friends and immediate family, which after you exhaust that, there's not too many options to go from, right? And similarly, people don't realize that their life savings are being sucked away and drained away by participating in these companies. Yeah, like you first mentioned, it's most important to not join but let's say when you are, the first thing you want to be doing is cutting the ties off from this organization that's taking advantage of you. You might see some short-term losses, but it's much better than being stuck completely, as you said, under mountains and mountains of debt. So the quote-unquote outline, which are the people that are on levels above you, you want to remove yourself from all this. I mean, now this is less physical. It's mostly done online so all these group chats for instance or social media you might want to just close those accounts leave all these group chats and distance yourself away from these people that are taking advantage of you and then you want to make sure that all your products for instance if they have any buyback policies or return policies you unload them as soon as possible so you don't have to deal with them or even sell them to your close friends or loved ones it's also important that as long as you stop selling to your loved ones and friends that you don't really hurt your relationships. You might endure some short-term hardships, money, but these relationships, they take years and years to build and ruining them just for a quick buck is really not worth it. You're just gonna endanger yourself and cause even more financial and relationship strain. So it's really just important to breathe and let go of all this, these MLM issues and just to turn your life around. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode of Money Makes Sense. And as usual, we hope that we made money make sense. Thank you so much once again for tuning in. And if you would like to have a chat with us, our email is moneymakesensepodcast at gmail.com. So feel free to send us anything. See you guys in the next one.